Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. dives into the conflicting reports surrounding President Donald Trump's proposed peace plan for the Middle East. As Christians, we should definitely be paying attention to this. The Bible is clear. In the last days, a peace treaty will be made with the nation of Israel. Could it be that we are on the cusp of seeing that very peace treaty being made? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 20th, 2019. I spent some time seeking the Lord about today's update and sensed that it would be incumbent upon me to address the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? Well, the elephant in the room is the conflicting reports concerning President Trump's peace plan, which still has yet to be unveiled. What I want to talk about specifically are the prophetic implications of this, regardless of whether or not the details of the plan are accurate as reported. If they are, it's astounding, for lack of a better word. If not, and I certainly hope it's not, then there are still some, I believe, profound prophetic implications because of it. Before we do that, I want to revisit a very important prophecy in Zechariah chapter 12. I'd encourage you to turn there. I just want to read verses 1 through 3. I know you know this, but for the benefit of those who don't, it is a very specific and detailed prophecy concerning Jerusalem. Zechariah, by the Spirit of God, writes, verse 1, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him, behold, verse 2, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And, verse 3, it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone 
for all peoples, a burdensome stone, as some of your translations render it, and all who would heave it away, dare I say, give it away, will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Hang on to this. I want to come back to this and draw your attention to this Jerusalem Post report on Wednesday. This was the breaking news about President Trump's quote-unquote deal of the century, as it's been dubbed. It's now expected to be rolled out after Israel's elections on April 9th. This was now how many months, even over a year, that this peace plan has been anticipated and even expected to be unveiled. According to a Channel 13 news report, the peace plan will include a Palestinian state on 85 to 90 percent of the West Bank and the division of Jerusalem. The report based on a source who took part in a briefing in Washington on the plan by a senior American official, said it calls for the annexation of the large settlements and the evacuation of settlement outposts deemed illegal under Israeli law. Regarding Jerusalem, the report stated that the city would be divided with West Jerusalem and some areas of East Jerusalem the capital of Israel, and East Jerusalem, including most of the Arab neighborhoods, the capital of a Palestinian state. Israel, again according to Jerusalem Post, would retain sovereignty over the old city, the Temple Mount, and the Western Wall, but it would be administered together with the Palestinians, Jordanians, and perhaps other countries. The report goes on to quote Beit El Council head Shai Alon, who rejected any talk of dividing Jerusalem, saying, quote, We didn't return to Jerusalem after thousands of years of exile, so that a Jordanian guard would inspect us at the entrance to the Western Wall. Good point. Well, the problem, according to this Arut Sheva report, is that Jason Greenblatt, the U.S. Special Representative for International Negotiations, stated that the report about the Trump administration's peace plan was inaccurate. Uh, let me just say, and you'll forgive me for parenthetically saying this, but isn't it getting infinitely more difficult to believe anything anymore? Satan is the author of confusion. I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica about how God himself will send this strong, powerful delusion and it will be so strong that they will believe the lie. I mean, it's, it's really stunning what people will believe. I suppose we shouldn't be surprised. I was thinking about this today on the way here, in fact, this morning. 
The only thing that surprises me is how surprised we are. (laughs) It sounded so much better when I was thinking about it in the car on the way here. (laughs) I was thinking about it not just in the context of what people believe about the so-called Palestinians, which is a lie, manufactured from the pit of hell, from the father of lies. Well, that's pretty strong. Yes, it is. Needs to be. People actually believe it. And again, I shouldn't be surprised. I guess if I am surprised, I'm surprised (laughs) here in America. People will believe the most preposterous and absurd lies when they reject the truth. Jesus is the truth. Dare I say that Satan is the lie? And they believe the lie. Why? because they rejected the truth. That's why. Well, Greenblatt tweeted, quote, While I respect Barak Ravid, his report on Israel's Channel 13 is not accurate. Speculation about the content of the plan is not helpful. Very few people on the planet, this was interesting to me, Very few people on the planet know what is in it for now. (laughs) Very few people on the planet know? Why so cryptic? Why so secret? Why so few know what's in it? What are you hiding? Oh. The report went on to say that over the coming period, unnamed sources will peddle narratives to the media and others based on motivations that are far from pure, peddling false, distorted, or biased stories to the media is irresponsible and harmful to the process. Israelis and Palestinians deserve better, he added, noting that he, quote, highly recommends that people listen only to official statements on the plan from President Trump, U.S. Ambassador David Friedman, Jared Kushner, or Greenblatt himself. Okay. There's another problem. And certainly, this isn't helpful. (laughs) According to this Ynet News report, Jordan's King Abdullah and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi said, the renewal of the negotiations talks between Israel and the Palestinians should be based on the two-state solution and the Arab Peace Initiative aiming to reach a fair solution which honors the Palestinians' legal right to establish a state within the 1967 borders with East Jerusalem as its capital. 
This so-called two-state solution is Hitler's final solution repackaged. The so-called Palestinians do not want peace with Israel or a state alongside of Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. Do you realize that some 19 years ago now, they were basically given everything they wanted and they refused. Yasser Arafat, by the way, an Egyptian, not Palestinian, an Egyptian, walked away from these talks there at Camp David with then President Bill Clinton and the Prime Minister at the time, Ehud Barak. Basically said, here, what do you want? What do you want? Jerusalem, here. Settlements, here. West Bank, here. Whatever you want, just fill in the blanks, write your own ticket, here's an open check, and... He refused. Why? Because they don't want a two-state solution. They want to resurrect Hitler's final solution. This is satanically inspired. This is demonically derived. As I mentioned at the beginning, And this is where I want to go with this, if you'll just kind of bear with me. I think I would be grossly remiss were I not to address the prophetic implications of this, regardless of the accuracy of the reports. I mean, we really can't know. But the Zechariah 12 prophecy we just read foretells that in that day, which I would submit is today, Jerusalem has become the intoxicating obsession of the entire world, exactly as God said it would be. The whole world is obsessed with this one city, the city that God chose out of all of the tribes of Israel, to put his name on, his name of ownership. Yaru Shalom. In Arabic, Yaru Salem. Possession of peace. That's what Jerusalem means. How's that one? We're even told in the Zechariah 12 prophecy specifically what the obsession of the entire world who will become intoxicated by it, what's going to make them so intoxicated and obsessed? The dividing of it? The heaving away of it? The cutting away of it? And God says, if you want to cut Jerusalem... That's my city. Those are my people. You want to cut it up? I'll cut you into pieces. Go ahead. 
<laughs> Just try. We don't know if it's going to come vis-a-vis the Trump administration or not, but we don't do know that it will come. It will happen at some point. We don't know when, but we do know that, and perhaps more importantly, we do know why. We do? Yeah. Why? Oh, so glad you asked. What if I told you that the very first Bible prophecy ever is in the very first book of the Bible? Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15. This is why. Stay with me. God is now pronouncing a curse, and He's addressing the serpent, Lucifer. And listen to what He says. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Stop right there. Women don't have seed. They have eggs. That's the point. This has been called the Proto-Evangelicum. It is the first prophecy in the Bible. And don't you find it interesting that the gospel was based on a prophecy? This is a prophecy of the virgin birth of the Savior of the world that would be born to the woman of Israel. That's what this prophecy is. The seed of a woman? No, no, no. That's the virgin birth. She will conceive of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to put enmity between you and her, and he, speaking of the Savior, the Christ that would be born of the woman, shall bruise your head, and you, O serpent, shall bruise his heel. That's the crucifixion. This prophecy is why Satan has sought from the very beginning to destroy the seed and the woman from whom he would come. He started by possessing Cain to murder Abel, thinking that he would destroy this seed that would come, but the seed would not come from Abel, would come from Seth. So when that plan failed, He came up with plan B, and plan C, and plan D, and plan E, and plan F, ad infinitum. What do you mean? Oh, well then after he failed by having Abel murdered by Cain, he then demonically possessed one Pharaoh to have all of the male baby boys in Egypt, cast into the Nile to their certain death, save one, a deliverer, Moses, a type of Jesus the Christ. 
he failed again. Then, fast forward, and he demonically possesses one Haman in the book of Esther. Talk about a fascinating book for those of you who were part of that study. One of the most, I know I say that about every book in the Bible, but the book of Esther was amazing. So Satan possesses Haman to exterminate, annihilate, eliminate, terminate all the eights, <laughs> all the Hebrews. But he fails. You can go into the book of Daniel. You can fast forward it into the new. See, if Satan hypothetically, and it is a hypothetical of hypotheticals, if he could have hypothetically succeeded, he would have thwarted the first coming of Jesus Christ, the seed. But he failed. And so in the new covenant, he is still trying, starting with Herod, who butchered, I mean, so evil, demonically possessed all of the Jewish boys under the age of two. And he failed. Fast forward to the last century. He demonically possessed Hitler to exterminate all of the Jews. And he failed. He will try again. He's not done yet. Can't wait till that day when he is done. If you're anything like me, you have probably asked the Lord for a front row seat when he is cast into the lake of fire. Free popcorn. <laughs> 3D glasses won't need them, but I think you get the point. There is coming that day. But not before he tries one last time. He will try to completely destroy the woman, Israel, during the seven-year tribulation, and he will be the personification personified in the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Not an Antichrist like Hitler. The Antichrist. And he will fail, thankfully. And we know that because of Revelation 12. Fast forward from the first book of the Bible. He's still trying to eliminate, exterminate, terminate the seed from the woman. And the woman with the seed as well. And, and here's why, by the way, if he again hypothetically could succeed, Jesus can't come back the second time. What do you mean? Oh, the whole house of Israel, like we talked about last week in Romans, will be saved, and they will call upon Him at the end of the seven-year tribulation, because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. 
The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.